talking about the only one station that gives the insight. Inspiration 92.3 FM. Welcome to another Sunday's programming of Wellness Half Hour. My name is Sharice Ejewari. I'm a clinical nutritionist and your host today for Wellness Half Hour. And, you know, Wellness Half Hour is not just any show. It's the show on wellness, helping you towards your wellness. And so Dr. Re- Dr. always explains... Dr. Ejewari always explains that there is a line between illness and wellness, and many people fall right in the middle. And so we help you towards your wellness. We help to enlighten you on the root systems of wellness. And those root systems are five roots, spirituality, mindset, nutrition, lifestyle and environment and so yes we know that people are well we know that people are ill we know that sometimes you are just in between where you're not certain what's going on and many times you've gone to the doctors they don't even know what's going on with you and you're just there this show is to help you reset rebalance rethink so today We are having a part two, and our part two is on history of growing up, what your grandparents did, how things were for you traditionally. Um, I can say for me, I remember what, well, let me give you a little history. I'm from Jamaica, and I grew up with my grandmother, and... I remember her doing many things that, of course, seemed like that was just the ordinary thing to do. But looking back, I guess not everyone did them. So let me share a couple while we wait for our guests to log on. So uh, one of the things that my grandma did was that we had to cover our heads before going to bed. And so do you know, I cannot sleep without having my head covered till today <laughs> till today <laughs> yes 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 um and then so I, what was that for to protect your hair it was yes one to protect my hair but i think also mm-hmm. just to keep maybe you say the warmth in warmth yeah okay yeah so was it cold so maybe was it cold it's windy at night okay yeah so maybe to just uh. make sure that you don't wake up sneezing or with a uh. runny nose okay yeah so we always covered our head so that has stayed night. with you That's right up until now yes <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah yes old habits die hard huh right yeah yes <laughs> um and then i also remember we always drank coconut water because so you had plenty of that we too had plenty. and that's so healthy yes <laughs> and do you know we never went to the doctor oh wow yeah i don't remember going to the doctor for anything unless it was school physical otherwise didn't really get sick if we had a cough um she would just go to the backyard and we had this tea called cerisee 
like mm. a bitter tea. Uh, Probably bitter leaf. Probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The only way I had that was through bitter leaf soup, obviously. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And <laughs> she would steam this tea. We had a little bit of ginger, turmeric in there, mm. and then a little bit of honey. And yeah. we would drink that tea uh, and feel better. Wow. There's something my mom did. I'm sure she probably got that from her mom. I think it was supposed to help with colds. She'd she'd heat shea butter until it's melted, mm -hmm. then mix it with something and have us, you know, take a, t uh, a spoonful of it. Apparently, it helped with all kinds of ailments, Cut and I think uh, cold and included. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly, but I know, yeah, it was shea butter and something, and it helped yes. when we were sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I know our grandparents had a lot of things that worked, yeah. but were we really paying attention? Mm. <laughs> I remember also um, just in growing up and grooming us girls mm -hmm. um, when it was time for seasoning chicken or seasoning meat. Yeah. It wasn't like season and cook right now. It was season and, and cook days later. So you season and marinate it. Right, marinate it. For days. For days. I like that. Yeah. And of like course, you know, it came out good. It came out really delicious. Oh, wow. So, so how did they keep it in between that time? Was it refrigerated it was or they had other ways of preserving it? Because I know there are places where they actually put it in the ground. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. For days. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was just refrigerated. Mm. Yeah. Really interesting. And then, of course, you know, by the time you taste the mm -hmm. food, everything is just... And this seasoning, mm. we're talking about natural things like your spring onion, of garlic, course. ginger, Timor. everything chopped finely. That'd be nice. I yes. Mean, so when you marinate stuff for that long, it only infuses the flavor more. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine... Yes. So that was intense. Good. Hmm. Yes. Yes. So we did everything naturally and by hand. Nice. Um, another thing I remember is that um, maybe this wasn't so intentional, but we mm. were comfortable as children yeah. walking barefooted. Of course. Yeah. It just felt good. It just felt Filling good. Filling the ground, right? Yes. The sand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now studies are showing that you walking barefooted yeah, yeah. actually helps to... I know. Yeah, release as in, as in putting your foot in ions, actual sand, dirt, not dirt, not cemented ground or not tile floors. Not That's the tile. And yeah, I know. Like what, walking on the beach, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It helps your it helps give you balance of some sort, right? Yes, it does. And helps your body align. It does. I yes. Know. Also helps with just releasing some negative ions. Toxins. Yes. Yeah, I've heard all about that. Yeah. But it's crazy. You literally need to look for dirt mm -hmm. to walk in these yeah. days in the city. True. <laughs> like actual true. dirt. Yeah. Yes. Because it's true. not the same when you walk on concrete. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So we should do more of that for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you're unwell, you don't feel too good, you may just need a bit of sunshine mm -hmm. and some sand underneath your yeah. feet. That's good to be take off your shoes and dig your feet in the sand. Yes. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now, I also recall mm -hmm. um, when it was time for us to do our hair, mm. I felt like that was like nightmare because it. it 
we had a lot up here. It was quite thick. Mm -hmm. um, my grandmother had this castor oil that mm -hmm. she put in our hair um, every Sunday. So we yeah. washed every week and then it was like soaked in the castor oil. Mm. And our hair was jet black, jet black wow. and very thick. I know about Jamaican castor oil. Yes, yes, <laughs> it know. works. It does, huh? And there was something similar I, I remember my mom used to use or do. It was made from palm um, kernel nuts. You know, the actual palm fruit, the nuts, you break, you crack it open and you roast the nuts. Mm -hmm. And an oil comes out of it. I just remember the smell of it, and I loved it when it was roasting. Oh, so that wow. oil apparently was very good for the hair, for the hair and the skin. Yeah, yeah. So I remember that very, very vividly, and the smell. I still remember that. Mm, so good. Yes. <laughs> very nutty. Very nutty. Nice. Very yes. natural. Yes. Nothing added. Apparently, it was really good. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Well, we don't see a lot of that anyway. Nobody bottles that stuff, but it's good. It's good. Natural oil. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's some kind of an alternative to coconut oil because mm -hmm. it's kind of similar, yes. but just a smaller one. Just a smaller yeah. nut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. <laughs> so, listeners, today we're speaking about what our grandparents did, what you remember, um, how things were at that time some traditions that were followed that maybe you don't realize why it was done but you now understand that that was the best thing so we're having our guest on today and his name is mr griffith eheba and the last time he was on he spoke about growing up with his grandma's stories on um, what he saw what he learned he remembers also that his grandmother never ate beyond the sun going down. Um, he also remembers her using different herbs for different ailments. And so this was quite interesting. Um, so let's hear more from him. So Mr. Griffith Eheba, are you here? Good afternoon, sir. Great to hear from you. Happy Sunday. Yeah, it's a sunny day today. Thank God. Yes, we absolutely thank God for the sunshine. Yes, so as we were speaking about grandma and those that you grew up with, we would love to know, what was the level of strength of your grandma? Did she ever seem like she was tired or... What what would you describe her as? Um, grandma was very active in uh, in her in her late days when I met her, um, but somehow towards the last days she became weak and sickly. Uh, she was on the big side. Okay. So mobility now became a problem, but she never stopped moving. Okay. She used to be a business woman, mm -hmm. so she couldn't go to the town market anymore. And so she stayed at home and sold at home. Wow. Okay. And now you, I remember the last time that you were on, you mentioned that she used quite a few different things for different ailments. 
Um, she was around healers as well. Can you shed more light on that? Yeah, I told, I told uh, Dr. Patrick that I would share about the uh, antiserum. Okay. Um, so every reptile that crept on Earth, once, once they kill it, either in the farm or across the road, they would bring the head to my grandmom. She would just throw it into a big pot that was behind it all. Uh, whether it's scorpion or the deadly spider, whatever it was that crept on earth. So um, it is called Kukwe, meaning killer of all things. That is our water. It's like a water of life, a pot of life. Hmm. So if there is anything, any injury from any insect you did not see, you did not understand, so we just stir the water and give you a cup to drink. And that's all it's required. I, I didn't understand until a friend of mine was bitten by a snake. And we went around four hospitals, including the biggest Catholic hospital, and they did not have any antiserum. Hmm. It was on the last day, I remembered that there was a pot of life. And uh, he went straight there, just a glass and a drink. And the, the poison refused any potency. And the, the, the lady was able to take him back to the hospital to continue the future. So these are things that if we go around today, we do not really find them. We don't find people who have, who have knowledge of things like this. Mm -hmm. I was going to share this. For us to understand that, um, and you know, I saw it in that video on DSTV mm -hmm. and how they collected serum from snakes. I just remembered, look, we were already doing all of this so many years ago. And I, I think that, that connects me to what was done at the wellness center and a lot of the alternatives to still get back to wellness without the, the risk of the poisons from chemicals. Mm-hmm. Now, what did what did Grandma use for things like? Do, do you remember at that time anything like food poisoning, or people having people yeah. having any yes stomach issues? Yeah, there is there is the first alternative alternative for food poisoning would be the the palm oil, very very effective to douse any reaction, any poison. And we did have coconut trees around. So the, the water from the coconut can also be very potent in reducing the effect of poison and onset of complications. So it serves as first aid for poison that is taken from ingested from fruits and from whatever sources that people were not sure of. Mm -hmm. so that, that was the very first um, approach. Then we have the oil from the palm kernel that has been distilled from palm kernel. It's natural oil and it's also very potent as an antipoison. So there is a mixture of that oil, the shea butter oil, the palm oil, 
then he's taking as a small, just a teaspoon, or it's, uh, it depends on how, how difficult it is. And they measure it, even, and then the coconut water, and then the potency of that poison reduces immediately. Wow, wow. So now, was grandma part of like a healing group, or who taught her? I think it was, um, according to grandma, mm -hmm. she had to develop the skill. She had miscarriages for close to 10 times. Wow. And the first survived baby. And then she had 14 children. Wow. And one by one, according to the story she told us, died right in her face. So she had to look for alternative means to take care of those um, pandemic kind of endemic diseases that would then just ravage the village and take away young children. So she went into research. Um, we have a very big um, compound, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are trees behind us. There are herbs. Every leaf you see has a meaning, has relevance to wellness, has relevance to health. So that was how she developed it. Um, she did have a, 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 a what we call today a mentor that was living just across the road. So they were partners. They would go into the bush very early, return with new herbs, new shrubs, and then women would then come around. I, I still remember the circumcision of young babies. I remember um, there is a leaf that is used as vitamin K stopping uh, hemorrhage from uh, women that have, that have had their children postpartum mm -hmm. bleeding and then just just a leaf just put it out and the next thing because we are little kids we're not allowed to go into the room but they don't spend more than five ten minutes the women go home wow wow so at that time i mean I know being in the village, not everything is accessible, and so you have to use what is around you. Yeah. Now, do you remember getting sick at all when you were younger? Say what? Do, do you recall being sick when you were with grandma, or were you just always well? No, I was, I was already, um, I, was, I was not too young, by the way. I was already about 10, 11, 12. Okay. At, at 12 in, in the village, you're already going towards the next age grade. And I was already being able to go on errands to fetch those steps. But we never took it serious. We never thought uh, it would become part of life today. So I can, I can easily let you know. The only lady, one of my cousins, uh, understood all of it. I was also moved to the town. So that body of knowledge uh, is extinct, as, as it were. Wow. So it's just the memories that are left. Yeah. Now I'm back to Lagos. I'm back to cities. I've traveled around the world. I've seen how um, people sometimes don't have alternatives. Sometimes the only alternative they have to manage situation, uh, health situations, I wish we, we, were, we knew better um, and then stayed closer to nature. Even in our in our buildings, in our mm -hmm. 
for what they call landscaping. Instead of planting the the grasses that are not medicinal, that are not useful, mm -hmm. planted shrubs that could be used for, for healing, for health. During the COVID, we were looking for lemongrass everywhere. We didn't find. Wow. And whereas we could have just planted lemongrass around at last. Yes, and these things are very easy to plant. We're going to go on a quick break and then we'll be right back. So just hang on. Okay, so we are back. And so today we're speaking on traditions. What was done when, your grand, when you lived with your grandmother or the elders? Things that you didn't understand, but now that you think back, it makes sense or maybe you can't find those same things and you knew that that was something that was helpful for you so we have on the line mr griffith eheba who is speaking about his grandmother and some of the things that she did as a traditional healer mr mr griffith are you still here yes i'm with you okay thank you so, Mr. Griffith, another question is, when it came to if someone broke their leg, because grandma was in the village, there weren't hospitals or so forth around, so grandma used what was around her. What happened if people broke their bones or sprained? What, what did they do? one of those uh, experiences. Um, so there's a lot of use of um, leftover or what would be called waste from our natural environment. There is a backup tree that would then be blended um, and then there is a kind of um, a stem that grows in the mangroves from right from the treetop. It is, it is pounded it's have a very peppery and spicy uh, taste and smell and mixed with that uh, um, back of the tree. Now, its application was always around um, they will add uh, the juice, the juice pack back of the coconut. You know, the, mm -hmm. the, the part of the back of coconut would then be turned to be what we use to massage the swelling that is as a result of either a fracture or a sprain or a dislocation. Wow. And then it is wrapped around that spot and lint. <laughs> what you find in first aid boxes today, mm -hmm. what was used to construct the lint was, um, so the, the, I don't know what it's called in a botanical name or English name, the palm, the palm that comes out of the top of the palm tree. Um, the, cut it out and peel it off and it's used as a lint around the structure to tie it around it and to set the bone into correct healing. And it's, it's something when each time I remember I became a boy scout later and I saw stretchers made out of um, tapes and that was exactly what grandma would do. Wow. But we never understood all of this at that time. Yes, and do you know that now they actually actually have 
yes, they have naturopathic schools. They have schools where they are deep into the forest where you study the different plants, the herbs, um, schools like this in Nigeria as well. And so it's not where you just go and pick anything and try and remember this and that, but actually um, understanding and going through a methodical way. But yes, I do know that many times we don't appreciate what we have when we have it. And when it's gone, that's when you realize, wow, should have paid more attention. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting to note that we now have um, formal ways to, to transfer this knowledge. Um, I, I, think, I think we should get into more research. Uh, and see if we can retain this body of knowledge that are in publications and um, texts and that people can read. Yes, absolutely. We actually do. We do. So there are schools here in Nigeria that harnesses this knowledge and teaches. Yeah. Yes. So thank you so much, Mr. Griffith. You've shared a lot with us today. We would love for our listeners to call in. Tell us what it is that your grandmother may, what you appreciated from your grandma or something that you don't see nowadays. Thank you so much, Mr. Griffith. We're going to take some calls now. Thank you. Our number is 0700-923-923-923. Or you can WhatsApp us on 0817-313-6193. We would love to hear from you. Number again, 0700-923-923-923. What are some of the ways that your grandparents did certain things and now you're not seeing that, but you could really appreciate now? but could not appreciate then so much that elders teach and we just take for granted (laughs) we got a call here 92.3 inspiration fm your name and where you're calling from how are you happy sunday sir speak a bit louder for us Inspiration FM, we're speaking on traditions. What did your grandparents do at that time that you appreciate now, but you didn't appreciate yeah, then? Yeah, a lot of good things. Okay. Bagada. Okay, sir. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of things they did. Most totally. Mm-hmm. Give to the sick person and 
So uh, you find out some of those things work. Yes. But I remember particularly, you know, when we are very little, my mother told this each time she was pregnant. You know, there was no, there was this granny, not my own granny, but a, a very elderly woman in the village. Mm-hmm. So she does this traditional medicine, and then there were herbs. She would grind together, pan together, put some fish, put some spice, you know, and give to pregnant women. They eat it when they are pregnant, and then after childbirth, they eat it. They say these things remove all the bad blood, bad water from their body. And wow. there is one thing, hello? Yes, sir. Yes. That confirms to me that those things really work. You know, when you look at my mother now, she still has a platform. You know, oh, most of those women, they have 10 children, they still have a platform. Yes. And this stem fibroid now, uh, which every uh, now and then talks to me. Yeah. So you find out also they have some house for them. And they had this elderly woman sometime. Yes. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for sharing. We've run out of time. Time goes so quickly on Wellness Half mm-hmm. Hour. We thank all of you who have called in. Mr. Eheba, who was an awesome guest. This gentleman from Bagada. Thank you so much. We're back again next week. And as always, have a blessed week and stay close to wellness.